Why don't you team up with someone right next to you and just worship the Lord together right now. Lift your voices together. God, we love you. We love you. We worship you. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I just believe God's got something for us in this yes, sanctuary. Amen. Amen. We love this church. This is a wonderful church. I bragged on it. God's blessing and yes, moving yes. here. Amen. Amen. Thank God for uh, Elder and Sister Cam uh, Camarina that got this thing started. Amen. Amen. Great truth foundation. Still going on. Still going on. Aren't you glad you're a part of something that's been around for over 2,000 years? Yes! Amen. Amen. This is not a man-made church. It's not a company church. It's a Bible church. Amen. Amen. You know, when I, when I look in family photo albums my sisters have or my brothers may have, and I begin to look back at our family and I and I see people that are blonde-headed and skinny and blue-eyed and handsome. I think, you know, I don't connect with that. That don't look like my family. But when I see fat, ugly, deformed-looking folks, I say, you know, there's my family. Amen. Amen. And when I come to church or when I'm trying to live for God and I look into the Bible, amen, I want to find, and when I see, I want to look at my family tradition spiritually. And when I see folks repented of their sins yes. and that baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, and shouting and dancing and worshiping and having Holy Ghost revival, that's the family I want to be a part of. That's what I want to be a part of. Worship the Lord in my life. Feels like saying a little something real quick and then testifying. This is my favorite piano singer and piano player and singer. Amen. Of course, Madeline's my favorite granddaughter in the world. Amen. And I'm and I'm glad I'm here in the presence of God. God bless me. Bless my wife as she sings today. I'm thankful to be in the presence of the Lord. The word says, in his presence is fullness of joy. So you, if you have come into the house of the Lord tonight and there's no joy in your heart and you're going through situations that you feel like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to turn, you're in the right place tonight because oh, yes. there's joy in the house. If we'll, yes. if we'll just reach out to the Lord and give him what he wants, he'll, he'll bless us with the joy. I love you tonight. He's an old-time God. Yes, he is. My Jesus.
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. somebody near you, I'm glad you're here. Tell somebody else, I'm glad you're here. Now you that are on the front, holler to those on the back, tell them, I'm glad you're here. You at the back, holler to those up front, tell them, I'm glad you're here. Amen. But most important, I'm glad the Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. And I really feel he has something for us tonight. I may not, but I know he does. Yes. Amen. You know, I was thinking, I see this slave here, this iPad and different phones. We have iPhones and cell phones and uh, tablets. And it just hit me that a lot of people care more about their iPhones, their tablets, their cell phones than they do their souls. Meaning, meaning, meaning. We won't go a day without charging up our iPad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> charging up our iPhones or cell phones. Or baby, we can go months. Come on, Amen. talk to us. Without charging Amen. up our souls. Amen. 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 James 4 and verse 7. Let's read it together if you would. One scripture. If you would read it out loud with me together. If you don't know how to read, just lip sync and act like you do. <laughs> Amen. Just pretend. But let's see what God has for us tonight. Thank you, Pastor, for the honorable invitation to be in this Amen. wonderful pulpit. Amen. Amen. To preach to this great church tonight. God wants to help you tonight. Amen. Yes, he does. How many help from God tonight? Amen. Let's read it together. James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Then I believe there's a period there. It just stops, period. Right. Submit yourself to God. Yes. Amen. Then it starts a new sentence and says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. And resist the devil, 
and he will flee from you. Amen. Amen. I want to preach for the next few moments on this thought. Teach, preach. Getting connected and staying connected. Amen. 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 Getting connected and staying connected. Yes. So many people, they'll pray, God, give me power over the devil. God, give me power over my flesh. Give me power over sin and temptation. God said if you want power, there's something you got to do before you have that power. you got to submit. you got to connect. you got to hook into. you got to break through to this power. Amen. I just take it. I know I'm jumping ahead. It's been just driving me crazy as I'm praying. Amen. When I pray, I say, God, I don't want to just. Let me tell you, there's a difference in praying and saying a prayer. I don't want right. to just say a prayer, and neither do I get up, start my day off, just want to pray. I want to pray through. Amen. Amen. To the Amen. Spirit. Why do I want to pray through to the Spirit? Amen. So from that moment on, I can pray in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. That way I can walk in the Spirit. I can be led by the Spirit. I can live in the Spirit. I can be sensitive to the Spirit. And I cannot do anything in the Spirit if I don't have the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's love him one more time. God, we love you. Every day that you want that to happen, we must first submit, amen, or connect to the power of Almighty God. If you want power, you got to plug into the power. Amen. If you want anointing, you got to plug into the anointing. Amen. It don't just come. It ain't just there. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking tonight about getting connected and staying connected. Yeah, amen. Amen. I don't want to have a form of godliness. I don't want to just look right, think right, act right, and dress right, amen, and have and have uh, and no power within my heart. Uh, too many today uh, are just shells, uh, but they're empty on the inside. Uh, I don't want to be a Pentecostal outwardly only. I want to be a Pentecostal inside uh, with a baptism of Almighty God. Watch this. Years ago, you may have heard this story. There was a man by the name of Thomas Edward Lawrence. Uh, he was a famous uh, during the World War One for his heroic Acts, he and the Arab rebels, they stood together and they kept the Turkish troops from coming in and fighting against the British armies in the Middle Eastern War there. And his actions gave him the nickname of Lawrence of Arabia. I'm sure we've heard of that possibly. But during the war, Lawrence of Arabia, he formed very close 
close relationships with many of the sheiks of Arabia. Amen. And after the war, he brought some of the sheiks back to England with him to show his appreciation for their help and support against the country of Turkey. And uh, they had a good visit. Uh, and on their last night of their visit there in England, uh, he said, I would like to give you folks a gift. Anything you would like to take back with you to your desert home, you just tell me, and if I have it, I'll give it to you. They said, well, sir, as a matter of fact, there is something that we'd like to take with us. Uh, he said, they said, follow me. And they took him to their hotel, up the stairs, into their room. And uh, he, they went into the restroom, and they pulled the shower curtain back. Uh, he curiously looked in there and they pointed to the faucets in the bathtub uh, and they said, we want to take these water faucets uh, back to the desert uh, so that we can also have running water like you folks have. Uh, amen. Uh, they wanted the faucet. Uh, amen. But what they didn't realize uh, was the water wasn't coming from the faucets. Uh, the water was just flowing through the faucets. Uh, amen. Uh, it, it was just flowing through the faucet. Uh, in other words, those faucets would do them no good in the desert uh, unless those faucets uh, were hooked up to a water supply. What are you saying, preacher? The power is not in the faucet. Amen. But the power is what gives the faucet. It's what the faucet is hooked up to. Amen. That gives the water or the power to the faucet. Amen. I don't want to walk around just looking right and talking right and acting right. I want to be hooked up to the power of Almighty God. I listen to this good sister that starts the service off playing the piano, and it's just like they just mesh together, her and the piano playing. My wife gets on it, and, uh, and so that piano has everything it needs to help our song services. It has all the different keys, probably things you'll never learn that are on there that you could probably do with it. Amen. It's got everything it needs to function properly, but that piano is useless if it's not plugged into the power. It don't matter what brand is on it. It don't matter what color it is. It don't matter how long, how big, how old. It is absolutely useless if it is not plugged into the power. Amen. It's not necessarily the piano that does it, but it's the power that it's hooked up to that gives it the ability to be what it was made to. I want to tell you, you can take that piano, amen, and just being around other instruments that are plugged in, that's not good enough. But when it is plugged in itself, that's when it's going to function like it was designed to function. Amen. And I just feel this in my spirit right now, Pastor. Every soul in this building, I don't care if you have the Holy Ghost or not, I don't care what color you are, what race, what brand, what religion, who we are, how rich poor, educated, it doesn't matter. Everything in this house, yeah. you have everything you need yeah. inside of you to be a powerhouse for God. All you need to do is get plugged into the power. All you need to do is get hooked in to the power yeah. of God. And when the Holy Ghost gets inside of you, He'll make a new man. He'll make a new lady. He'll make a brand new daddy. A brand new Mama, a brand new husband. Well, I can't do it. Your wife can't do it. This piano can't do 
designed to be Hallelujah. if it's just not plugged in. Right. And you and I will never be what God says we can be and what He designed us to be unless we're plugged in. Right. Somebody just needs to plug in tonight. Yes. And I tell you what, I feel some of you have been plugged into the past, but tonight you're not plugged in. You're, the cord may be right next to the power outlet, but that's not good enough. It may be leaning up against the power outlet, but that ain't good enough. You're in the church, but that's not good enough. Sometimes, brother, we're too in the church to be out of the church, or we're too out of the church to be in the church. All it takes is one little slight movement, just plugging right in, just plugging in again. I don't want to just be near the power. I don't want to be in the power. I don't want to be around my God of heaven. I want to be plugged into the power of all Almighty God. Acts the second chapter and verse 38. Acts 2.38. This is our this is the most important scripture in your Bible. Every scripture is important, but without this scripture, the rest would not come together. This is the bringing together scripture yes. of the Old Testament and New That's Testament. Right. Then Peter That's said right. unto them, read it with me, repent and be yeah. baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or removal of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, Genesis through Malachi pointed to Acts 38. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John laid the foundation for it. Acts, the second chapter, it happened. Romans through Revelations refers back to Acts 2.38. Amen. When we repent and we are baptized in the name of Jesus, He forgives and removes our sins and our past away. Hallelujah. And now we're clean but empty. Amen. We're just not plugged in. We're just in a box. We're ready to be used. Hallelujah. But He gives you the Holy Ghost power. He plugs you into power. What's that power for? To keep you from going back to your past and to keep you from sinning in your future. He gives you the power. Oh, hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody, listen to this preacher. You were, when you repented, when you were delivered, and when you were set free, amen, you were praying the night you got forgiven. You were praying when you repented. Hallelujah. And it's going to take prayer to keep you repented, to keep you forgiven, to keep you delivered, and to keep you set free. Amen. Anybody remember when you prayed through the Holy Ghost? I didn't come to fellowship. I was 16 years old. I came to get the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And I started walking over pews. Excuse me. I got to go get what I need. I'm not plugged in. I what I need, but I'm not plugged in. And I came to that altar. It wasn't long. I was talking in tongues. Let me tell you something. Everybody here that has received the Holy Ghost, if you really received it, you were praying when you received the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
Jesus. Amen. That's Hallelujah. Matthew 6 and 5, first part of the scripture says, When thou prayest, don't be like the hypocrites are. Verse 6, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into the closet. Verse 7, But when you pray, use not vain repetitions. Verse 9, After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Amen. Jesus did not say if you pray. He said when you pray. Amen. Right. In other words, if you're mine, you can be praying. Didn't he say, it seemed like one place he said, my house. Yeah, that's right. Shall be called the house of prayer. My house will be. Amen. In other words, if it ain't praying, it ain't my house. Yeah. Let me tell you, he wasn't just talking about this beautiful building here. We're the house of the Lord. My people, my vessels shall be called the house of prayer. In other words, when you pray, I'm expecting it. Amen. I want to tell you, prayer is the most powerful weapon God has given to us after the Holy Ghost to continue in our walk with God. Yeah. Amen. No matter what, listen to this preacher, no matter what you're dealing with, I want you to leave here tonight and say, I'm so glad I came. Amen. Yeah. No matter what we're dealing with, Pastor, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we've done, hallelujah, no matter what others done or what's going on around us, if we can just spend a little time in prayer, it always makes us feel so much better. Amen. Amen. It does for me. Yes. Amen. Amen. Then I can answer for you, but I don't care what's going on. I don't care how bad I've blown it. I don't care what's falling apart around me. You know them days where everything you touch breaks, everything you go to do it falls, nothing's working out. Amen. But if I can just get alone in his presence and spend some time in his presence talking to him, he may not fix everything out there, but he fixes me and he helps me to deal with it. Forgotten 
more than I'll ever learn when it comes to ministry. But I have learned one thing. As a preacher sometimes, Brother and Sister Camarita, pastoring a church, we go through dry spots. We go through hell on earth. We go through low valleys. we got to look up to see bottom. But one thing that keeps us going, it ain't just the people. It ain't just the fact of being a pastor. It ain't the position. But it's something about getting in his presence. It doesn't matter what we're dealing with. It doesn't matter what we're going through. If I can just come and plug into him. And just stay there. And just stay there. He pulled you out of our The more you pray, the more you connect to him, the more you're in his presence, the more power you have over the devil and over your flesh. But the less you pray, the less power you have over the devil and over your flesh. And the devil and your flesh knows that. Yeah. <laughs> they know. That's yeah. why they fight so hard. Right. For praying. That's right. The devil don't care if you come to church. He don't care if you dress right. He don't care if you shout and dance and sing. He just don't want you connecting to the power right. of prayer. Right. And that's why your flesh will throw out every reason in the world to not pray today. Right. You'll pray tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Just pray tomorrow. Amen. He's gonna see if he can stop you today, remember he can stop you tomorrow. 
if you give him an inch, you know the rest of it. I remember a few years back when Senior Bush was president and uh, 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 Saddam Hussein went into Kuwait, was just taking over the country, and that would have caused confusion in the world with the oil and the gas. And so America went to war with them. And uh, the first thing America did when we went to war, before one gunshot was fired, the first thing they did was cut off all communication from Iraq's headquarters to their frontline men. There was no communication. They destroyed their sail towers. They destroyed their, their uh, whatever those things that float in the air. Amen, you know, they are. My mind's blank on that. Amen. But they destroyed all communication. So therefore, the men on the front row were fighting. They didn't know which way to go. They didn't know which way to head. They didn't know where the enemy was. They didn't know what to do. Headquarters couldn't tell them what to do. They could not receive. And as soon as that happened, the war was over. No guns had to be fired. They just started throwing up their flags. We surrender. Why? We don't know what to do. Amen. And that's exactly how the devil works in our lives. Yeah. When he cuts your communication off in prayer, it's over. You've lost. You have no power. You have no direction. Is anybody with me here today? Hallelujah. Let me get to where I'm going. People are too busy to pray today. But yet they take the time for everything else but prayer. In the Bible, Pastor, those that couldn't spend one hour with Jesus in prayer, they toiled all night fishing. Nothing wrong with fishing, but they did. Just a little talk with Jesus anymore has taken the place of sweet hour of prayer. Amen. The greatest problem today with prayer is not unanswered prayers. It's unoffered prayers. James said, you have not... Because you ask not. Are you with me? Amen. My son was preaching uh, a few years ago, in our, a few months ago, in a, a big youth convention, you know, whatever he was at. And he was pushing prayer pretty hard and preaching on it. And after service, amen, one of the young men came up to my son, my son and he said, Brother Cox, he said, it's not that we don't want to pray, but the problem is we don't know how to pray. And that's why so many people today don't really enjoy prayer is because they don't know how to pray. And I want to tell you, I've been in this thing for a few years now, and it's easy to take for granted that people just automatically know how to pray. They don't. Amen. And I want to help somebody here tonight that may not know how to pray because when you don't know how to pray, you're not going to want to pray. There's things I don't know how to do, and I don't even want to attempt it because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. You tell me how to, you say, go fix my engine on my car. I don't even want to lift the hood. That's as far as I get. <laughs> as far as I know. If the electricity in here goes out, don't. if you ask me to fix it, I don't even want to attack, attempt. I don't know how. But if I knew how, it'd probably be more enjoyable. Yeah. And I just feel, you know what I'm talking about. There's times, some of us, when we go to pray, and I know I was guilty of this for a long time, you say everything you know, especially if it's a Monday night prayer meeting, Saturday night prayer meeting, or before church, usually at least 30 minutes, last night a good hour, and it was just solid praying the whole, or Monday night, shall I say here, amen, a good hour of prayer. But sometimes when you go there, oh, Lord, i got 20 minutes to pray, i got 30 minutes to pray, and you pray everything you can think of in the world to pray about, and you look at your watch, and it's only been four minutes. <laughs> and so the rest of that prayer meeting is, oh Jesus, 
God. And you're thinking, man, I could be doing so much more. And you know what? If you're not praying, you might as well be doing something else more. So, but when you learn to pray, yeah. it's so much more enjoyable. Amen. And you look forward to it. Amen. The old saying says, give a man a fish and you'll feed him for that day. But if you teach that man how to fish, you'll feed him for the rest of his life. If you yeah. pray for somebody now, you'll help them in that situation. But if they can learn how to pray for themselves, they'll be able to go through any situation. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. The That's reason good. so many people in churches are in and out, in and out, in and out. And some of you be honest, if you've ever had that problem in the past, is because they don't have a prayer life. The reason so many are weak and always discouraged, no joy, no fire, there's no consistent prayer life. Yeah. Are you with me today? Come on, that's good. They came to Jesus one day and said, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? We see what you do when you're by yourself. And we also see what happens when you come out from being by yourself. Powerful things happen after you come out from being by yourself behind this rock. Lord, teach us. They didn't say teach us how to have that. Just teach us to do what you do when you get behind the rock. And when Jesus began to talk to them, he didn't tell them pray. He told them how to pray. Yeah. And the purpose of praying is not just to say you prayed or to say I spent 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Hope I don't lose you tonight. But the purpose of praying is to pray through and connect to him. Amen. To touch God and to get what you need for the day, to get his power and anointing in your life. I'll tell you, prayer is what brings power and anointing to your life. It brings it into your marriage. It'll bring it into your family. It'll bring it into your preaching, your singing, your music, your teaching. It'll, if you lead the service, prayer will anoint your service leading. Prayer anoints every part of your life. Amen. Because without prayer, there's no anointing on you to spread to other people. That's why I cringe when I see musicians that don't pray and singers that don't pray and service leaders that don't pray. They just get up in the front under their anointing and they think they're going to help. There's no anointing in that. Right. There's nothing to give to anybody else. It's just simply entertainment. Yeah. Amen. God doesn't need entertainment in the church. God needs anointing. God needs somebody connected. If you want entertainment, there's a lot of different denominations to go to. But if you want anointing and you want a fresh touch and power of God, Get into a praying church. I'm heading to where I want to finish now. Years ago when we were still in Texas, before we started preaching full time, I remember standing at a camp meeting in our home church, a big church there, and the power of God was moving at the altar call. Uh, a great evangelist had preached, and I mean, hundreds of people was crying and weeping, and I was praying, God save me, blah, 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 just, just crying out to God. And I remember God spoke to my heart, not in an audible voice, but you know how he, when you know when God talks to you. And, and it was along these words that you can have the high white walls, perfect haircut, sleeves to your knuckles, everything just right on the outside, but if you do not have a consistent prayer life, everything else you're doing is in vain. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amen. And he meant that. Yeah. And I knew he was serious. Yeah. And I still wish I knew how to pray today better. 
but I took him serious and I've done my best to try to develop a prayer life because I don't want to do everything else in vain. Yeah. To have a relationship with somebody, it requires communication. Amen. I see husbands and wives here. To have a strong relationship, it takes strong communication. Yeah. Communication with God is called prayer. Amen. If you don't have any prayer with God, there's no relationship. That's right. What is prayer? It's talking to Jesus about anything and everything. And it's talking to God in sentences and words. Stay with me. I'm just about yes. done. That's good. Look at a couple of verses here. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, Sister, if you want to have that baby tonight, go right ahead. <laughs> she makes me hurt. <laughs> I can't imagine carrying around a 60-pound bowling ball. I look like I got one, but uh, you were not supposed to laugh at it. You're supposed to say, you brother. And let me just tell you, I haven't always been this size. I was only 30 pounds when I was born, so it's I've not always been this. <laughs> She's ready to pop. I don't. I think he's just gonna come. She's just gonna come right out, and just pop open like, a, like an egg. So here I am. Looks like she's ready too. Let me show you a couple of verses. The Bible says in Matthew six and seven, the Amplified version, when you pray, do not just heap up a bunch of phrases. Multiply your words. In other words, say the same, repeating the same ones over and over and over. The New Living Translation says, when you pray, don't babble on and on, as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are getting answered merely because they're repeating the same words over and over again. So when you pray, don't let yourself get into the habit or try to get out of the habit of saying, oh God, oh God, Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. I've listened to people pray before in church prayer meetings or in a home and something's going on in their home and they need a desperate touch of God and we'll kneel down and pray. I'm trying to touch God and I hear them in the distance, oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love you. Have your way, Lord, have your way. It's just repetitious. You know what, really? I'm not mocking anybody that does that. But it's not praying. What it is, you're saying spiritual words, but you're thinking of something else. Yeah. And you're not going to get anywhere with God like that. Yeah. If, if I need a... Come here, Sister Cox. Run up here real fast. She always gets upset if I don't use her as an example. <laughs> she loves to be up front. You should have seen the glare she's giving me. Like, get me up there so everybody can walk. Doesn't she look pretty, everybody? Yeah, yeah. she does. What, what else are you telling me? But... If I come into the house today, tonight, and I want something to eat, and I just say, Debbie, 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 Debbie. <laughs> oh, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> 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 I gotta do that to look like a nose. It's really on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Jesus real fast. No, 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 no. The devil does that. Yeah. Let me tell you, I'm not going to get my sandwich. 
she's just gonna, she'll probably just walk off. Go ahead. And I'm still just walking over here saying, Debbie, 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 Debbie. And she's gonna say, Well, I was there. You didn't ask me for anything. You just drove me nuts. And if you want to be a nut, you can be a nut by yourself. I'm not, I got other things to do. I got people, or I got things I need to be doing that you tell me. And that's the way it is with the Lord in prayer. People say, Well, he don't answer because you're not asking or talking to him. Yeah. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. That's good. And another thing the devil is throwing out today, and I don't hear it here, thank God I don't, but if I did, I'd still say it. A lot of people think when it's prayer time, it's time to just pray in a tongue. And that ain't praying. The Bible does talk about praying in tongues, but that don't mean as soon as you kneel down and hit your knees. First of all, that ain't tongues. That's not even a language. That's just noises. It's a chant. My Bible tells me when they talked in tongues, it was sentences. They understood. They heard their language. So, But I've heard them do that. And the devil tricks people into thinking, man, you're more spiritual, so you don't have to say anything. Just go there. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a stammering lips. It ain't nothing but you. It's not God. But the devil will tell you, you're more spiritual. And that's why no prayers get answered. There's no power because the devil blindfolds people to think you're praying. You're a man. Look how deep in the spirit you are. You're not. You don't start off deep in the spirit. That's right. Yeah. When I'm praying, there's times I'll feel the Holy Ghost in the middle of my prayer meeting and I'll start talking in tongues and sometimes it goes a little while, sometimes it's quick, but I go right back to talking to him. Amen. Because the tongues, I can't, I'm not talking to him. You understand? So anyway, that's something. But anyway, the best, here we go. The earlier you pray, the better. David said, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. Right. Then he said in Psalm 55, evening, morning, and noon will I cry out. The Amplified of 88 Psalm says, in the morning shall my prayer come to you. Amen. Psalm 63 and 1, early will I seek thee. The Bible says about Jesus in Mark chapter 1, and in the morning he rose up early. Amen. Early, early, early. The best time to, to get a hold of God is before you start your day. Yeah. David, when the giant was coming to get against Israel, David, before he ever went out to face the giant, he started off by, let me go get what I need to face the giant. Let me go to the water brook. Let me find what I need. Let me get my power. Let me get my ammunition. And he didn't just reach in and grab the first five rocks. They wasn't all smooth. He had to, no, that's not going to do it. Mm, that's not going to work. It took him a while to get what he needed. But when he had what he needed, come on, David, hurry. He's fixing to kill us. I can't rush this because if I don't have what I need, I'm not going to do any good. I can't conquer the enemy if I don't have what I need. I can't rush out there and just fight in my own power. Saul tried to get me to do that. I've got to get what works. And so he connected. He got what he needed. And once he stood up, somebody said five stones. That meant Jay 
S-T-A-E-S-U-S? No, it didn't. It meant he had five brothers. No, it didn't. Five stones just simply meant one dead giant. Because as soon as he stood up and faced that giant, it was over. The giant's fixing to come to an end. Why? Because he took the time before he got in the battle to get what he needed to win the battle. Amen. The first thing you and I should do every day before we face our day, before we face temptation and giants, we need to start off with prayer. Plug into God. Yeah. Get what we need. Yeah. Submit to Him. Yeah. to Him. Get the power. Pray through. Oh, and now I can resist anything that comes against me. Because if you wait till later in the day, life will see that you don't pray. I'll pray later. I'll pray in the afternoon. I'll pray tonight. The devil in your flesh will make sure prayer time never comes around. Do I have a witness today? And I've learned, amen, Elder, Elder Camarina, that when I start my day off without praying and connecting to God, it's essential as saying, God, I don't need you today. I can do this by myself. Number two, when you pray, you need to get alone by yourself. Away from distractions. Yeah. Turn off the phone. Yeah. Turn off the iPad. Forget text. Forget if she liked your Facebook thing. Forget if he liked your uh, Instagram. Forget how many likes. Forget all that. Turn off the computer. Amen. Nothing. Just you and God. Get away from Amen. people. Get away from family. Get away from friends. Amen. My yeah. Bible says when you pray, get into your closet. Amen. That doesn't mean a literal closet. He said shut the door. That's not a literal door. It's just simply get away, get alone where there will be no distractions where you can spend time talking to God. Amen. And connecting to God. And he said, if you'll spend time alone with me, I will bless you in the public. You won't have to tell anybody you prayed. You won't have to tell anybody you're a Christian. They'll see it. I'll anoint you. I'll give you what you need to live victorious Amen. in me. Are you with me? Amen. Listen, it's good to pray with other people. Thank God for church prayer meetings. But when you pray with other people, your prayers are going to be filtered. True. Meaning you're not going to open your heart up and say everything you would say if you were alone because you don't want everybody to hear you. But, but when you're alone with God, you don't hold nothing back. You empty it all out. You name your weaknesses. You name your problems. You name your failures. Hey, nobody's here to hear me but God. And He can fix it for me. Amen. Amen. When God has your attention... You have his attention. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's right. Soft music in the background. I like to have that at the house. Sometimes I want to go to the church. I have my iPhone. I have just a prayer uh, playlist. There's just soft music. I don't like a lot of words when I'm praying. And I tell you why I don't like words on the because sometimes I find myself singing them silly words instead of praying. But if it's just the same music over and over, repetitious music, it's not even really like it's there, but it's drowning out the silence, and it's also drowning out noises. The posture of your prayer makes a difference, too. I'm just about done. The posture of your prayer makes a difference. Amen. It does matter whether you, whether you kneel or whether you're sitting in a chair or standing or just laying on your face. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you're kneeling down, but if you try to kneel down and your mind wanders because you're kneeling, get up and start walking to keep your mind on what you're doing. But when you walk, 
if you're distracted, find you a place to kneel down. But don't lay on your stomach at four in the morning and try to pray. <laughs> Whatever it takes to stay awake, to focus, and to connect, pray that way. The next step is always be real and open with God. Don't try to hide nothing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Be specific when you pray. Don't just be general. God, I want to thank you for everything. <laughs> Forgive me of everything. Have your way. Bless everybody. Save everybody. No, he said, don't pray general. He said, be specific. You say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Right. Give us this day our daily bread. Right. I'm going to tell you, if we're not careful, our prayers can become so uncertain, so unclear, that when God does answer them, we don't even realize he did because we don't know what he's praying about. Yeah. And the first thing you need to do when you start off with prayer in the morning is start off with thanksgiving and praise. He said, enter into his gates. So here he said, I know what you have need of before you even ask. Don't even ask me for anything until you thank me for what I've already done. Amen. God, here's my give me list. God says, put that list away. I'm not answering nothing till you thank me for what I've already done. I know the bills are due, but you need to thank me for paying your bills in the past. Sorry, forgive me of what I've done. You start naming your sin. Wash me again with your blood. Name your problems to him. Let him know what you've done and tell him you're sorry and ask him to forgive you. The Bible also says if I regard iniquity in my heart, he's not going to hear me. In other words, if you try to pray and you know there's things in your heart that ain't right and you try to pray around it, he ain't hearing one thing you got to say. When your heart's full of sin, or you've failed, or you've lied, or you've cussed, or you've done something you shouldn't do, and you come before God with this list, he's standing here like this. And you're just jabber, 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 and all he sees is your mouth moving. But as soon as he hears, I'm sorry, now I'm listening to you. Yeah. Don't try to pray around your sin. He also said, yeah. who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. 
when you're praying, is this okay? Amen. Amen. God, Amen. There's thing, if there's things in my life I'm wearing, if there's things in my life I'm doing, certain entertainment, reading, listening to, anything in my life that's anything. not right, that I don't even know is wrong, yeah, show me. Yeah. Show me Lord. Yeah. Let a preacher show me. Yes. Let a saint show me. Yes. Let a sinner show me. Yes. Let a billboard show me. Let a sign on a car show me. Something. So that I can get it right here. Instead of waiting until I get up there and it's too late. Hallelujah. Oh, is anybody with me tonight? Same steps it takes to get the Holy Ghost to start with repentance. Washing me. And now God, it's a new day. Fill me again with your power. i got to plug into your power. There ain't nothing wrong with talking You don't have to pray through every day. You don't have to talk in tongues every day. I don't say you do, but why would you not want to? Yeah, that's right. Amen. How do you know you still have the Holy Ghost today? Well, well, because I talked in tongues and prayed through today. Today. Refill me with your power and your joy. The next step, God, give me power to defeat my weaknesses, to defeat temptations. God, as temptation comes against me, there's things that's going to come against me that I know it's coming. I know when I get to the job, she's going to do that. He's going to do this. I know it's going to happen. Give me power over it. And God, there's also things today that I don't know are coming. But when they come against me, give me power over it. Uh, watch and pray that you don't give in to temptation. Uh, amen. Don't wait till after you fail to start praying. But you pray, God, give me the power to resist it before it comes. Amen. And then simply, God, make me a better man. Lady, husband, wife, a better mom, a better daddy, a better son, a better daughter. Help me to be the best employee on my job, yes. the best Christian and saint at church. Yes. Help me to be a right-hand man, a right-hand lady, a right-hand family to the pastor and his family. Amen. Help me, God, to be the best that I can be for you. Then, God, help me to have a burden for the lost. Help me to have boldness to witness to everybody. Help me to be a good example and a good attitude everywhere I yes. go and all that I do. Yes. The next step, God, now, I, 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 want you to, I want you to touch my immediate family. I want you to, you, you pray, God, touch the spiritual needs. If you got a husband that's in need, God, pray for that husband that don't have the Holy Ghost or backslidden. Pray for him. Pray for that wife, that husband, that mom, that dad, that son, that daughter, that brother, that grandparent, those grandbabies. Pray for them. Yes, amen. Before little Madeline was born, she's four now, and I got another little one six months old, another little grandson. And uh, before she was ever born, when mama, when her mom and dad had told us we were expecting, it was like heaven. And I was excited. We started buying up things, getting it ready. But even at that time, I was praying, God, she hadn't even, I mean, they weren't even showing yet, just a little donut on the paper. They, she, whatever they do, like they look at it like a Cheerio picture. <laughs> well, I was praying, God, fill, fill her with the whole, whatever's going on. I didn't know what it was yet. Fill it with the Holy Ghost at a young age. Yeah. Help it to live for you all the days of his life. Yes. I'm even still, and I prayed then, and I still pray now. God sent her the right husband. Yeah. Yes. It's full of the Holy Ghost. I, why? I'm not gonna wait. I want to do it now ahead now. of time. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That is right. Amen. Then you pray for your immediate family's physical needs, if there's finances, sicknesses, decisions to be made. Then you pray for your pastor. Listen, you're probably thinking, man, I wish I could write this down, but or maybe you're not. You're probably thinking, I wish you'd shut up and get out of here. <laughs> but I've got all this on a piece of paper, not the whole message, but just these steps. 
But you, as you're hearing what I'm saying, you can take this and it'll help you. I believe it will, if you want one. If the pastor allows, if he says Amen. no, if he says this is hogwash, he's wrong. But anyway. <laughs> but here, you need to pray for your pastor and his family. His, and, and, and let me tell you, he's a, and if, you're in a, if you're in this church and your flesh never gets upset at what's preached, you're in the wrong place. Because we're not here to make your flesh happy. But your soul's lie. And sometimes he's going to say some things that's going to aggravate you. I've never heard him, but I'm sure he will. I'm sure he probably did at least once in his lifetime, maybe aggravated somebody. But thank God i got a preacher that loves me. And I'm going to tell you, the best way to ever keep from talking bad about your pastor, you get up daily and you spend some time on your knees praying, God, touch my pastor. Bless my pastor and his wife. Strengthen them. Bless yes. them spiritually. Yes. Give them the wisdom they need. Bless yes. their finances. Bless their health. Bless them in their trials. Strengthen them, God. Help them to, to conquer every devil that comes against them. Let them take me to heaven. I promise you, when you get up off your knees, you're not going to want to talk bad about them. Neither are you going to let anybody else talk bad about them. And when they start texting and backsliders call, you ain't going to talk to them. I, I, you ain't talking about my man of God and woman of God. Because they're who God put in my life to save me. Are you with me tonight? Then you need to pray for your church family. If you know their names, take the time to call out every family. God, the Smith family. Touch him. Strengthen her. If you know things about them, pray about their needs. God, help them. God, give him the job. Save their lost child. Strengthen him. Heal him. Take time with every family. Then name their children. Spend time praying for your church family. Amen. Then pray for your lost family members. Those that in your family that are lost or backslidden, call their names out. People you work with, neighbors you go to school with, call their names right. out. Amen. And the Bible says in James 5 and 16 to pray one for another that you be healed. I'm just about done now. I used to worry about that scripture. Pray one for another that you be healed. In other words, if you're sick, pray for others to get well that you'll be well. What does that mean, God? It's saying, I don't want you to be selfish. Remember, it ain't all about me. Right. It ain't about my problems, me, 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 my stuff. But you need to pray for others. Yeah. So if you're sick, you pray for others that are sick. If you've got a lost husband, you pray for somebody else that has a lost husband. You've got a backslidden child, you pray for others. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So when, I look here, we got a few places here. Sunday morning, we thought we was going to put out more pews, and it's coming. Amen. Yeah. But but um, there's a few spaces here tonight. But we don't just want to pray for us. We need to pray, God, touch every pastor. God, touch every evangelist, every missionary, yeah. every church in this world that's preaching your gospel. Give them revival. Fill them up. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. He said, you pray for them, I'll take care of your church. Thank you, Lord. you need to pray for your president, whether you're Republican or Democrat. I prayed for both. I prayed for President Obama and his wife and his sweet girls. I prayed God save them. God have your way in their lives. Lead them to lead this country. I'm praying the same now for President Trump and Pence. So you pray for your president. You pray for the leaders of your country. You pray that God will save and protect them. And God will bring a closeness in our family. Let right prevail over evil. God, save America. Save our world. And then last but not least, God, protect my family. Protect myself. Protect our church family today. Yeah. You can't pray all this in five minutes. That's right. That is right. You've got to give yourself some time. When should we pray, Brother Cox? Every day. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
But what about if I'm on vacation? You know what? Forget it then because the devil ain't going to try, try to mess with you there. <laughs> it's kind of ignorant, isn't it? But what about if it's my day off? <laughs> he ain't going to mess with you. He knows he only messes with you when you work. <laughs> now, the devil, let me tell you how he usually attacks me. He usually only hits me twice a week. Seriously. From Sunday to Thursday and from Friday to Monday. He overlaps. You need to pray seven days a week. You need to connect and stay connected. Amen. Sunday morning, you need to have a good prayer meeting. If all you do here is pray for five minutes, that's not enough. You need to get here to pray. That's Even right. on holidays, on vacation. The Bible says, be ye doers of the word, not just hearers only. David said, thy word have I hidden my heart or have I applied to my heart. Let's stand. I don't want to just hear how to pray. I want to apply prayer. And all this is here is simply just has the steps. The earlier you pray, get away from distractions. Then it goes on down to start off with thanksgiving, confess your sins, refill me with the Holy Ghost, give me the power. And just everything I said is just with a, with a little, it's just quick. And I'll tell you what I did. We had a new lady in Abbey. I hope this is okay tonight. You may say, why do we go on Sunday too? But, but you know what? This is, you need this. Yes, we, we need do. this. Yes, we do. Amen. Not everybody knows how to pray. That's right. And if there's only one here that doesn't, I hope this helps you. I had a lady in our home church, our church we pastored in Abbeville, Louisiana, Angie. She came in. She was a mess, baby. She was tattooed up. She was pierced up. She was just, she was a streetwalker. She was just, she was a barmaid. She was just rough. She ain't going to stay. You know how that come in. We judge them. They're not going to make it. Then this one here, I know she'll stay. She leaves, but that one stays. She prayed through now the Holy Ghost. I started teaching Bible studies to her, and I just put it to her very plainly. If you don't pray, Angie, you're going to be lost. You can't stay and live for God and not pray. You won't make it. So I gave her this sheet, and she took this sheet home, and she would set it down in her prayer room, she called it, and she would say, all right, start off with Thanksgiving. She would lean back, and she would just start thanking God for everything she could thank him for. Then she'd go to the next one. Okay, now I need to repent and confess my problems. And she would start, God, forgive me. Get it out of my heart, blah, blah, blah. God, refill me with your spirit. And she just went down the line with each subject. And I'm telling you, the woman's still in church today. She's a soul winner. She's a shouter. She's solid. Amen. She knows when she prays, she touches God. And now she don't need that no more. Now she can teach others how to do it. Yeah. So if you don't know how to pray, don't have too much pride to say, oh, I'm not doing that. Well, then you don't have to. But I think this may help somebody. Amen. Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. God, I've got to get connected and stay connected. This is the key to a lot of your problems right here. This is the key to a lot of your troubles. If you'll learn how to pray daily, you'll have less troubles. You know why God lets troubles come sometimes? Because that's the only time some people pray. And he wants to hear from you. Let's talk to him right now all over this sanctuary. Let's talk to the master right now. Let's talk to him right now all over this sanctuary. Does anybody feel like just stepping out to the front close right now? And just saying, God, hallelujah. Help me pray. Help me be a praying man this night for your grace. God help us to get your word in our hearts today.
Hey, would you come gather close if you're able to? Would you come gather around the front and side of the side? And just lift your hand tonight. Lift your heart right now with your voice and your hands. And begin to pray, God, speak to my heart. God, help me to pray. I have no reason to not God help us to pray. I have no more excuses to not pray. God help us to pray. Thank God help us to pray. Lord, has promised God 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 to